All right, this one's not going to be a good one. That's not a good start. Sorry, not a great start. I should probably delete that and just start over with a more positive mindset. But I got a neighbor leaf blowing, barely slept. I'm sitting right next to a golden doodle right now, a sleeping golden doodle named Avila who might wake up at any moment. This is a cross between a golden retriever and a poodle. And Avila is now looking at me, now waking up. And all I can see is eyes and a nose. That's it. Just like a mop looking at me. My wife's mom is in town, and Avila is now my podcast co-host, and I'm not sure if she wants to be. So, she might get up and jump on me at any moment, and that's making me antsy. I need to calm down. I need to take a breath. Maybe the neighbor will stop blowing the leaves. You don't need to blow your leaves. Come on. It's episode 113. Have a little respect. Avila, you stay down. You stay down, okay? I know jumping used to be an issue for this dog. My dog's been asleep for three days in the back room. I should probably check his pulse. I'm not going to. My wife's mom drove out here from North Dakota, has been here for a couple of days. My dog is so old, he hasn't even noticed. I don't know what he notices anymore. But when I say we have house guests, oh yeah, that means we've done COVID tests. So this mini pod is all health. This mini pod is ready to roll. We got Safta and the Golden Doodle. Staying in the office, and my wife and child and mother-in-law all went to the Bay Area Discovery Museum for a Halloween-themed event, and I snuck back into the room that we're supposed to give to our guest, and I plugged in my microphone to do this? What? I should be on the couch watching football. For anybody that gets that pocket of alone time, oh, that sweet pocket of alone time, You don't plug in a microphone and start ranting and raving about society. What am I doing? You know what? I hope Avila wakes up and ruins this. I hope that neighbor blows those leaves a little louder. That's fine, Carl. That's fine. The yard looks great, Carl. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's supposed to rain this week. Okay, there's our weather small talk. Thanks, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, here come old flat top Grooving up slowly, he got juju abo, he got holy roller head up, hair down to his knee. Hot to be a chucka just upon a chapa. Come together. How the Beatles write such nonsense lyrics and then title that one Come Together? It's a great message, right? Come together. Right now, come together. And then you look at the lyrics, you go, what the fuck is this about? He got bad boot up chin. He's got walrus gumboot. I'm Googling right now. What are the lyrics? He got Ono sideboard. I'm not making this up. He won spinal cracker. He got feet down below his knee. Hold you in his armchair. You can feel his disease come together right now. Oh my God. I thought I was kidding that this song made no sense. What the hell is that about? He wear no shoe shine. He got toe jam football. He got monkey finger. He shoot Coca-Cola. Is this a joke? Are these the real lyrics? He say, I know you and you know me. One thing I can tell you is you got to be free. Oh, that's one thing you can tell us? All right, enough of that. But come together, divided country, over me. 
if I'm in a mood, if I get into a mood, I now just use the zones of regulation to communicate. And I think this is something for kids, the zones of regulation, color-coded. My wife is an occupational therapist, and I hear her sometimes. I hear her Zooms sometimes, and she discusses self-regulation, how a lot of kids might not have the language to describe how they're feeling. So it's much easier to just label yourself as a color. So if you're in the blue zone, that means you're feeling down, tired, sick, bored. You just let it be known. Hey, I'm feeling blue. If you're in the green zone, there's only four colors. Don't worry. If you've never heard of this, I'm giving you the colors and then I'll ask you, what color are you right now? So blue, sad, tired, blue, sick. I'm feeling so blue. Green zone is a person who's feeling happy, content, focused, ready to tackle the day. I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to be nice. I'm in the green zone. Yellow, a little bit of anxiety, frustrated, stress, some excitement, some silliness. Oh my God, I just realized I live in the yellow zone. The wiggles, nervousness when you're in the yellow zone. And then the red. This is what we want to avoid, but it's inevitable we will enter it quite a bit. Rage, anger, terror, devastation. Or elated, just totally off the charts. I'm red! This is good for couples, though. If you straight up enter a fight or an argument and say, I'm in the red zone, then you just know. All right, then let's not talk. Boom, goodbye, adios, there's the door. If you're in the yellow zone, maybe it's just, you know, we could talk through, but just know I'm feeling a little weird. I got the wiggles. I'm frustrated, full of anxiety and excitement. If you're in that blue zone, just take a nap, okay? Maybe you should stay home and just take a nap. But the green, we all feel like we should aspire for the green. Give me the green. I'm happy. I'm ready. But we all know you can't be an idealist. You can't just hope to live in the green because you're going to live in all four, red, yellow, green, blue. And I bet throughout this podcast, I'll jump into all four colors. And I don't know what color you're in right now, but I kind of like this. Even though it's for kids, I'm going to adopt this. I can now tell my wife, yeah, back up. Okay, yellow's going to red. Okay, back up. Yellow's going to red. I'm in the orange. Yeah, there it is, red. (laughs) Oh, Avila just woke up. Okay, she did not like that sound effect. But most days my wife knows. It's green, Josh. Hey, feeling good, feeling happy. I'll dip into the blue. A little tired. Too many dogs waking me up. A little tired, I'll be honest. How are your zones? Isn't it better than a full discussion? Just label yourself a color. If everybody knew these zones, you just tell them straight up. There's no embarrassment, no stigma. You just go around society telling people. Yeah, I woke up yellow feeling green, but I might dip into blue later. And someone just goes, okay, good. Quick, aren't we all in a rush? We don't need to hear about all the details of your problems. Just tell us the color. And this is so good for kids. Actually, when I was observing to become a teacher, we have to observe all different grades, all different levels, all different subjects. And I was observing a special education class. And that's how the teacher started. Let's go around the circle. What color are you in? And it was really interesting, fascinating to see these kids who were able to understand that concept of describing their own feelings. I like that. I like that. Let's just simplify it all. Come on, red zone, he got COVID-19, she got swabbed in her nose today, he's got crusty eyeballs, they've got hair in their curly face. Avila's listening to my podcast and she wants me to shut up, come together right now. Yeah, we all got COVID tests. 
I waited in that Kaiser Permanente drive-thru. They got to me in the hazmat suit with the shield and the mask. And then they went into the throat really hard. I was thinking it was all going to be the nose cavity. Right through the nose, tap the brain, tap, tap, tap. That's how the videos looked early in the COVID testing game. You know, the videos surfacing on social media. You would look at a COVID test and go, I I don't want that. But I think my mindset has completely changed. I want a weekly COVID test. Give it to me. Sure, I gagged. That big swab in the back of the throat. And the lady stopped and she said, you okay? And I said, clearly, no. If you're ever seeing a person make that sound, and you walk up to them and say, are you okay? Their answer better not be yes. And then she went into the nose a little bit and it became a little tickle, a little tickle. And then two days later, boom, in my inbox, negative. And my wife got it too. I think they went deep into her nose. And then my mother-in-law got two when she left North Dakota because North Dakota is just one big coronavirus flare-up right now. And she's a safe woman took her white van across the country to visit us, and then when she arrived, she got another. And we did that social distancing, and now we can hug. Two days later, let's hug. I am so appreciative of modern medicine and the advancements in science and all these smart people working on tests and cures and prescriptions and vaccines. But if we could just fast forward the COVID test a little bit, like you take the test, you get the result about 20 minutes later. And I know there are some rapid tests out there, but just to make those ones the most widely available, accessible, maybe that's just all COVID tests in the near future, then think about the amount of friends and family you could hang out with. If I invite a few friends over and we all just get these CVS self-tests, just stand in the front yard, everybody swabbing, wait 20 minutes, negative, 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 negative. Hey, let's all hug. There you go. See, it's not going away anytime soon. So we have to alter our lives a little bit. Oh, really, Josh? Thanks for letting us know. Sometimes I just slip in One of the most obvious comments you've ever heard. And when I'm starting to say it, I'm like, oh, this this might be interesting. This could be insightful. And then it comes out of my mouth and I go, no shit. Way to waste everybody's time. They gave you a click. They tuned into this episode. And you're saying things like, you know, the pandemic isn't going away anytime soon. So we all have to adapt. Write that down. Take notes today. All right. Bullet points are fine. Bullet points are fine. You don't need full sentences. That's like what I say at the beginning of class when we do a little warm-up question, a little quick write. Bullet points are fine. Just going to ask you a question straight up. Actually, yesterday, I asked the question to my class on Zoom. We're not back in the classroom yet. That should happen in about, I don't know, a few months. It's the most fluid situation. Every email is different. Tomorrow, I might get an email from the union that says, fuck them, fuck them all, stay home. We're fighting this. And then the next day, I might get an email From the district that says, welcome home, balloons and confetti. See you on campus. And I go, what's the news? I've detached myself from news updates because they're all different. But yesterday in class, I started off, we're introducing militarism, World War I. The great powers of Europe have industrialized. And now a conflict is brewing that will involve machine guns. And it will involve aerial bombardments of bombings. It will involve poisonous gas. So I asked the class, would you feel safer if you owned a weapon or would you feel more in danger? And every class is different. Every class has their own identity. But what I've noticed is more and more kids say, yeah, I'd feel safer with a weapon. And then I say, let's just bottom line it. Are you talking about a gun? Do you want to be a gun owner one day? 
And I'd say the majority of my students, these are 15, 16 year olds, say yes. And it doesn't really become a gun rights discussion. That's for my government class. But in world history, you discuss weapons and how we perceive society. Are we always waiting to be jumped for a home invasion, for a burglary? Are we always waiting? Is this anxiety building because we watch the news and we hear about the stories and we say, I wish somebody would try me. I got ninja stars, nunchucks, knives, guns. I wish someone would break in. Got a bow and arrow, like that great Sebastian Maniscalco bit. But I'm always curious. Why do you want a gun and why might you not want a gun? You have to explain your reasoning. See, I'm somebody that does not own a gun. And a lot of my students were shocked. You don't own a gun, Mr. Rosenberg? What's wrong with you? You have a wife and kid. What if someone comes into your home in the middle of the night? And I'm like, do you really think that if someone came into my home, I would be poised enough to find the drawer or the shelf where the old pistol is, aim it, shoot it? I don't know. I guess I'm not wired that way. But a lot of Americans are. A lot of Americans are wired that way. Picturing a home invasion or picturing some beef on the streets and then having a heroic ending. I saved the day. Shot him right through the chest. Then the cops came and they had a parade for me down the streets of San Rafael. Oh, Avila woke up again. Sorry, she did not like the fake bullet noise. All right, back to sleep, Avila. There you go. This is amazing. I've never seen this much hair on a dog. Really, you only see nose, some fingernails. You can't say fingernails, paw nails. What are they called? This is just a mop of a canine. You want to say anything, Avila? We're talking guns. No, she's okay. But I'm not naive. I expect the kids to get excited about guns. Why? Because a lot of them are playing video games. Most of our movies, you just see guns being shot and shot. A lot of shootouts and chases. And we like these movies. We like mafia movies. We like action movies. We like adventure movies. We love war movies. Are you kidding me? Is it necessarily propaganda? Maybe. Kids play with G.I. Joe toys as kids. How many times can I say kids in that last sentence? Kids who have G.I. Joe toys for kids play with them when they're kids. And then the kids like the G.I. Joe toys for kids. I googled it. Hasbro. If you were wondering. G.I. Joe. What's the origin? Three Jewish guys invented this toy in the 1960s. Did they know that G.I. Joe would become a force of how a lot of young kids view the military, view soldiers as heroes? That's good patriotism. You teach the kids patriotism. They might look at a gun as something to glorify. And in a sense, it might be. It might be. I like that my country wins wars. I like that a lot. But why not for my home? I don't know. I guess I just picture that scene in Beverly Hills 90210 when Brian Austin Green's friend finds a gun and shoots himself. Do you remember that episode? Maybe that shaped my views on guns that just it could get into the wrong hands. I don't own any weapons. Even my mom. I think she has a baseball bat under her bed. I'd love to see her swing it at somebody. Just a simulation. Okay, I don't want her to be the victim of a home invasion or an attack. But I love the fact that my mom has a baseball bat under the bed, or maybe she used to. I don't know. But it would be great to see her actually prove that she's ready to use that Easton. Big barrel. She should sleep with batting gloves. I really. If you're going to have the bat, you got to have the batting gloves. Maybe some stirrups. Fitted A's hat. I read an amazing article about the 1990 A's today, but I'm not going to get off topic. No, I won't. Talked about the A's last time with the MC Hammer story, and that's the greatest fucking story of all time. You know it is. If you haven't listened, go back to episode 112. What were we talking about? Guns? G.I. Joe? Should I move on? But I don't think these guys at Hasbro Toys 
knew what they were doing when they just created this figurine of G.I. Joe, American hero, fighting to save the day. Actually, I'm going to go to YouTube right now and find an old G.I. Joe ad. We're going to listen to this beautiful propaganda. All right, scrolling, scrolling. Wow. This says G.I. Joe debut TV commercial 1964. Could this really be it? Little kids playing with these figurines that have guns. All right, actually, I want to find a more, it's kind of cool, but I want to find a more updated G.I. Joe ad, if possible. G.I. Joe Collection. Infantry Troopers. Codename Grunt. Bazooka Soldier. Codename Zap. Water Soldier. Codename Short Fuse. Laser Rifle Trooper. Codename Flash Ranger. Codename Stalker. Communications Officer. Codename Breaker. Machine Gunner. Codename Rock and Roll. Counterintelligence. Codename Scarlet Commando. Codename Snake Eyes. Each sold separately. G.I. Joe from Hasbro. All right. Codename Josh. Figurines. Posters. Sheets. Shirts, cartoon, yeah. Safe to say this shaped a lot of people's view of the military and maybe even guns altogether. I don't know where people shape their views of guns, actually. Let's hear the opening theme. The one in the late 80s that I remember. Let me see. Okay. He'll fight for freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty good god youtube are you kidding hey youtube stop it okay stop consuming my day having everything from my memories my nostalgic memories everything just readily available gi joe american hero now i don't think my students are that influenced by little toys and cartoons maybe they are I don't know, maybe they just have parents that are gun owners and it's indoctrination of of course when you have a home you have a refrigerator you have a toilet you have lamps and you have guns. That's what a house has. Perhaps if I grew up in a house with guns, that would be normal. We did have a neighbor, a friend of mine. They did have a gun rack right in the living room. And they hunted ducks, I believe. Maybe moose, elk, lions, armadillos. Not sure. But it was a weird sight to walk into a living room and just see a big gun rack displaying all these rifles. But I realize there's plenty of pockets of America where that's not a weird sight. You know, the carry laws in many states. It's not weird to see somebody with a gun on their belt loop at the grocery store. If I saw that at Safeway tomorrow, I'd be a little alarmed. But I guess you're just conditioned from where you come from, from the town you're from, and then everybody else looks a little foreign. Hey, welcome to the USA. Let's get along. Come together right now. With lyrics written by guys that were clearly tripping on shrooms and LSD and PCP and angel dust and weed wash it all down with a cold 45 gi joe american hero fighting to save the day and there was always a moral 
to each episode at the end, you know what? It did a lot of good for us. It did a lot of good. And if you're using that gun legally and responsibly, then I don't have an issue with it. Welcome back to Lighthearted Gun Talk. That was my approach with the kids. Let's not have a heated conversation, just lighthearted firearm talk with Mr. Rosenberg. Uh-huh. Yeah, what's that? Back row? Oh, I see. You plan to own an AK for hunting ducks. Great, an automatic assault rifle for ducks. Yeah? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Lighthearted Gun Talk, Tuesdays at 9 p.m., only on USA. All right, this will be a short one. I don't know what color I'm in. I thought I dipped into green for a few moments, and then does it sound a little yellow? Does it sound a little yellow? Let it mellow, yellow, yellow. Mellow, yellow. They call it mellow, yellow. My wife might be coming home soon. And when she does, I got to show her that I was productive. You know, I did some laundry, did the dishes, watered the plants. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I've never watered a plant. It's not my job. I'm not just talking about gender roles, but every family has jobs. You know, some people are known as the vacuum coordinator. Others are the dusting technicians. We all have our chores that we excel at. And we all have our chores that we don't like. And hey, didn't I talk about that in a previous episode? So move on, move on, move on. Move on to music? Okay, I guess I will. I had the realization that I'm a believer. Oh, do you think I just mispronounced something? Doesn't he mean believer? No, folks. If you saw the most recent episode of Saturday Night Live, which has become a major source of happiness in my life, God, the cast is good this year. There's something about the writing that makes the political turmoil that we see throughout the week a little more palatable. That's how good the writing is. Saturday Night Live has always made fun of politicians and government, but this season, the first few episodes are so damn good. It's like I wait for it. It's like Super Bowl to me. I can't wait. Saturday Night Live. And also, even though my friend Jason says you shouldn't get all of your music from Saturday Night Live musical guests, I do. I've reached that age on the eve of 40. Where I don't know what's new. I'm not listening to music on the radio. I'm listening to podcasts, just like a lot of you. But whenever there's a musical guest, I give it 10 seconds, 20 seconds, maybe a minute before I fast forward. But sometimes I'm blown away. Like I remember hearing Adele for the first time on SNL. I was just like blown away. And it's not like I'm discovering anybody. They're already discovered once they're on SNL. And then it's fed to mainstream America so we could hear about some of these groups or singers or rappers that we don't know about. And usually I go, what the fuck is this? But for years and years and years and years and years, I always thought Justin Bieber's music was kind of for younger people. And I always thought, can someone my age like Bieber? And I heard a few songs that I liked and I would say things like, you know, I get it. I guess I get his talent, but it's, it's not for me. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit. It is for me. After last week's musical performances by Biebs, I realize it speaks to me. Yeah, I said it. Justin Bieber's music speaks to me. What does it say? You want to hear a little bit? What does it say? I don't know, but I know when I go on runs, I now want to hear Bieber singing that sweet shit into my ears. I'm going to Spotify. You didn't think I would do it, did you? Now, the first song he did was with Chance the Rapper called Holy. And on Spotify, it says it has 126 million plays. That's all. Avila, I'm doing a podcast here. Okay. We're about to listen to Bieber. And when I say it speaks to me, listen to this. Just listen how good it is. Okay, we're going to start with a little piano, Justin. I like that. I hear a lot about sinners. Yeah, me too, man. I get that. Don't think that I'll be a saint. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. But I might go down to the river. You going to the river? What time? I'll meet you there. There's a way 
that the sky opens up when we touch it. It's making me say, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hold me, hold me, hold me. Speaking right to me, the way I hold you. Ooh, that piano's nice. Good. I don't do well with the drama. Me either, Justin. I try to avoid it. I've always hated that too. Well, it was a band with Kurt Cobain in the 90s, but that's fine. I'll explain it with you. Oh, the way I hold you, Justin. Yeah, I'm a believer. That song is so fucking good. Are you kidding me? I'm a 14, 15 year old all of a sudden. I'm ready to hear that at a school dance and get into a freak train. Oh, COVID-19, there's no freak trains. Nobody is having a freak train, but we could do one on Zoom tonight. If everybody just smushes their midsection into the screen, we could do a little virtual freak train, anybody? And then what about Lonely with Benny Blanco on the piano? What about this one, Beaver? Just speaking right to me. You know, it's about being a child star. I could relate, I could relate. And just being so famous and misunderstood and in the spotlight and being lonely. Tell him, Justin. Everybody knows my name. Josh Rosenberg. Something about it still feels strange. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Looking in a mirror, trying to steady yourself and seeing somebody else. Oh, I know the feeling, Justin. And everything is not the same. No, it's not. It feels like all the lives have changed. Eh, that's well said. Maybe when I'm older, it'll all calm down. Perhaps. It's killing me now. It's killing me too. What if you had it all, uh -huh. but nobody to call? Oh, he sounds lonely. Maybe then you'd know me. You doing okay, Justin? I'm here. Cause I've had everything. Yeah, you have. But no one's listening. I am. And that's just fucking lonely. Watch your mouth, okay, folks? I'm so you knew I'd sing with him at the end because we're so low oh, oh, only. Oh, you didn't think I would hit the notes? Guess what? I did. Guess what? I did. It's really good. And the week before, Jack White. Oh my God. It's like Led Zeppelin quality good. Musical guests have been on fire. This show is on fire. All right, Avila looks like she might need a walk. She's waking up. I'm going to cut this one short. I think I am. By the way, Justin Bieber's only 26. He writes music about, you know, this long life of mistakes, and now he's lonely, as if he's in his 50s. He's lived a fast life. I even said to my wife, I'm not making this up, he was so cool on stage, I said to my wife, I'm sorry you didn't get to marry a guy like that. And I think that might have brought us into the yellow zone. We dipped into the blue, from the green to the red, back to the yellow. I don't know why I say things like that. I'm kidding. And she knows I'm kidding, but she still looked at me confused. And I was like, but seriously, if you were married to Justin Bieber and you just put on SNL and you're like, there's my husband. And I know he is married. So there is a woman in this country who turned on the TV and saw Justin and went, yep, there he is in his element. But I, I wish that for my wife. I, I think I have to aspire to bigger things. I should give her the gift of being the musical guest on SNL or, or else I'm not doing my part. She deserves that. She has to see me. In the kitchen, stealing more of our kids' string cheeses instead of me on stage being introduced by the host. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh 
I think by then I would just go by one name, like Cher, Madonna, Sting, Flea. And that's how the host introduces the musical guest. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh. And then the camera pans to the right, and I'm looking very emotional, but I'm ready. I'm ready to sing my ballads. And then for my second song, the host says, once again, Josh. Then the camera pans over, and hey, this is my dance song. Okay. So the first song, he was kind of emotional, kind of emo, just singing with his pianist. And now this is my dance song, and I have all my backup dancers with me. I'm in a bright tangerine orange suit with a gold chain, sunglasses on. I got all these great dance moves. Come together. Oh, he's covering the Beatles right now. Over me. All right, episode 113 is done. Thank God. Goodbye. You did it, though. I did it. You did it. Avila did it. We all did it. And now what do we do? We move on with our day. And we move on with our... All right, enough of the deep shit. Have a great one. That's episode 113. It's in the books. I'll talk to you soon, pal.